It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pot of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, brought to you by Blue Microphones. Oh, they look great. I'm admiring this thing. They sound even better. Listen to me. I don't <laughs> oh, sound that You good. almost went around the pop screen there. I know. That could have right, been dangerous. Right on the edge. Ooh, I love that uh, shimmery blue color. Delightful. See, I don't think people fully appreciate the danger that gets brought to them every week. <laughs> yep, right there. Podcasting on the edge, <laughs> if there's a such thing. And who's that over there? Who are you, guy who's talking and stretching? Mm. Mm. Put your hands together for that man. Look at him. Look at him go. Polka dancing his way. Putting on a show here. Across the podcast studio, kicking his legs over his head. Nick, Nick Polak. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for attending. Well. Yes. And to your immediate left... Let me just ask you, are you feeling young or are you feeling old? You're asking me yep. directly? Yep. Uh, I, f- I feel somewhere in the middle, I suppose. Well, mm. you got to pick one or the other. Uh, How are you feeling today, young or old? I, get, uh, I think I know where you're going with this, so I'll say young. You're feeling young. My goodness. Well... Put your hands together for the breakout star of the podcast medium. That's Chris L. We are Pot of Thunder. That was Young Fogarty singing the gunslinger. Young Angrier Fogarty. Yeah. Yes. Gotta like it. Mm-hmm. And if that wasn't enough, folks, we got one more. Saving the best for last. Yes. Returning to the program after a couple of years. From the swear. Kevin Williams. What is up, Hot Nation? Yeah. So you're so happy to be back. Thank you for coming back. We're glad to have you. And you're uh, you're somewhat local, but you decided ah. Eh. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> are, you just, 
I got real close, and then I just said, nah, I'm not going to come all the way. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing is, the last time he was here, he took probably a, a $90 Uber ride yeah. to get down to where we're at. And uh, what did we do? Subjected him to the random song generator, and he got... <laughs> I can't stop the rain. <laughs> That's right. I knew it was a Peter Chris solo. Oh, man. From That's Peter right. Chris, which, you know, in retrospect, not a bad song. We're not we're 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 not haters by any means of the Peter Chris 78 solo album, but you know, a rocker probably would have been preferable and and also, you know, we we've since with our guests uh granted them the uh the uh advantage of on their first appearance with us they get to pick the song mm. so given it uh given the fact that it's our anniversary month aka pot of thunder month is there a sound clip you should be playing mm. there is <laughs> So, given that is the situation, we're going to make some amends here and right that wrong and uh, grant Mr. Williams the uh, honor of uh, picking the song. And also should mention that not only is Kevin the bass player for the band The Swear, he is also uh, one of the co-hosts of the fantastic podcast In Obscuria. Yes. Uh, so... Want to make sure everybody's aware of that show and should check it out. And it comes out every Friday. So as I say on social media, start your week with pot, end it with in obscuria. That's right. And uh, you you set yourself up for a good week that way. Yes. And thank you so much for uh, doing that because you know we're just a little show. You guys have been around so much longer than we have. So we really appreciate you. Uh, you know, promoting us and, and talking about us on the show. So thanks, guys, for doing that. Well, yeah. And, uh, a, I, I, I got to tell you, I just pulled up the message from the last time I was on Pot of Thunder, and it was five years ago. Wow. October 19th, 2017. Jeez. Wow. And as I was leaving, so I had to get an Uber back to Chicago from, uh, you guys are in, what's the name of the town? Munster. Munster? Yeah. Munster, Indiana. Munster. Yeah. So, so as I, I got my Uber and the guys, you know, it comes up, the guy's name is Matthew. And I'm looking at my text to Chris here and it says, not so sure about Matthew. If you don't hear from me again, you know why. Oh, man. So, well, the, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> the suspense uh, is now resolved. Yeah. You made it. Dangerous. Yeah, so I got in the car, I got in the car with Matthew. And, uh, you know, when you when you order an Uber you actually have to tell them where you're going. That's kind of how it works, right? Yeah. So I get in the car with Matthew, and he's going, wait a minute. You're going all the way into Chicago? <laughs> yes, that's that's what it says on the Uber that I ordered. Yeah, because uh, you have to it, accept the – as the driver, you have to accept the ride, right? Like it's like, hey, you're driving from point A to point B. Do you want to do this? Yes, I do. So before you even get to the, the yeah. rider, you know what you're doing because you've agreed to it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, for some reason, Matthew wasn't, wasn't too thrilled to take me back to my hotel. So that's why I sent that text. But thankfully, I talked to him the whole way so he didn't kill me. And, uh, <laughs> that's the secret. Yeah, yeah, if you stopped talking, he would have reached in, under his seat 
And well, okay. <laughs> this guy's not talking. I'm going to kill him. Murderer, murderers are not known to be conversationalists. <laughs> so if you confuse them with something they're not used to, oh. you're, you're good. His mind was otherwise occupied. Yeah, as soon I as this guy's done. Questions. As soon as this guy's done, he's dead. <laughs> no, never stop talking. So earlier, uh, <laughs> as we were uh, setting this up, or early, earlier today, you mentioned, well, you're in town for work, um, and you also mentioned that uh, you had gone out for dinner with your coworkers uh, tonight. Where'd you guys eat today? So, you know, usually when someone from out of town comes to Chicago, I would expect that they would take me to someplace that's, you know, somewhat Chicago-style food. That would be the thing I would do if you guys came to Atlanta. I would take you to a, you know some kind of southern cooking or southern cuisine. Yeah. No, they took us. They they took us to um, uh, a place that I, th- I believe Chevy Chase owns. It's called Caddyshack. Mm. You like that, it's huh? Ab- <laughs> did not like that, Gene. Did not like that <laughs> okay. at all. I never. Heard, I didn't know. I've never not heard of that here. Of you, uh, I think we drove yeah. past it because it's over like in the Rosemont area, like by the airport, right? It's close to. It's- Exactly. Yep. Yep. Right the yep. <clears throat> Not good. Don't recommend it. <laughs> it was bad, huh? Bad meal. No, is it? Bad. Is it just like? Uh, I'm not saying this is necessarily bad, but is it just like a Chili's or something that's themed as Caddyshack? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's that's like uh, what's what's the Buffett place, the Margaritaville, kind of like that. Okay. Oh boy. It's probably the same thing. All right. Except they they they. Uh, if you come in with a certain hat, you get a free bowl of soup with it, or some, you know, some sort of shtick from the movie is probably uh, fired exactly. at you. I, I had any no place, idea that existed. Yeah, any place that has a theme, for the most part, you know, the food's crap. That's true. Yeah, because yeah, all they care about is the theme. Yeah. If the food, I'm sorry, if the theme is not good food, then there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, everything else cool with your trip? Everything good? Everyone behaving? Not running into any maniacs or anything? No, no, no everything is, is cool. Good. Always like coming to Chicago. Yeah, I had a, a Nick-like experience today out in the wild, and I figured I'd share oh, no. it with you guys. Um, I went to a gas station here in town because I had a winning lottery ticket from months and months and months ago that my mm. wife got from someone at work, a scratch-off for yeah. 15 bucks. We had it forever. And I was finally like, I'm going to take this thing and cash it in. We're not big lottery people. So anyway, I didn't really know what I was doing. I go to the gas station. There's a guy in front of me doing the exact same thing. And the lady who's working there, she said, uh, you have to scan your ticket, and then the machine will tell you if it's a winner or not. So the guy's like, okay. He scans his ticket and he's like, I don't see any, like, I don't, it doesn't say. And she, right away, this quickly into the conversation, sir, did the glasses you're wearing work? Wow. Jeez. It's like, jeez. Yeah. And he said, well, uh, yeah. And then, you know, a minute later, he's like, I'm sorry if I said something that offended you. It was very, so this lady was testy. It just seemed like something that would, that would happen to Nick. Wow. Do your glasses work? So, Man, oh, man. Yeah, maniac. Where was this? <laughs> it was at a gas station in, here in Munster, okay. at a marathon gas station. Man, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Just People just don't care. It's really not wise to uh, 
you know, engage somebody that way in this day and age no. because everybody's got a short fuse. These yeah. Days. I was actually looking at the two. I would have put my money on the guy being the psycho, but I was wrong. He was actually total, a very, total, very nice mannered, yeah. well mannered man, behaved himself. She was a psycho. The employee. Yeah, the employee was a psycho. There must not be anybody working. No, oh, that's to, what... to go to be that fearless to a <laughs> customer. Guess, maybe that's the. Ad- there there that's must like really the, not be anybody wanting jobs right now. That's like the champion's advantage. Of... <laughs> hey, no well, one else wants to there's work. There's another possible scenario. There, there's another possible scenario. It could okay. have been that uh, she was interrupted because if she works at the gas station, she may have been working on some yard of questions for you guys. Oh <laughs> man, that could have been it. She was two questions in, and this guy. Yeah. Broke her concentration. Yeah, interrupting <laughs> the important business of the day. <laughs> All right. So more important business for the day. This chair is broken, by the way. Is Andy it? may yeah. go down at any point during the episode here. Something happened. It's tipping forward on me. Oh, God. Down goes the fuck? You broke my office chair, man. <laughs> sat on it. How did it break? Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know what you're happened. Gonna get, you're going to get a pinched nerve from that, man. Look at this. Yikes. I, I broke a weld in an office chair. My God, if there was ever a sign to take it a. easy with the uh, Chick-fil-A. Jesus. That was it. First podcast ever uh, from this position. I right. might like it. Now i got to go buy a new office chair. Now we got to have one of them. We have to pick one of the thousand songs out there with the... Uh, with the lyric down on your knees yep. for uh, this episode. That's yeah. it. Well, Kevin's standing up because he's apparently got a pinched nerve, so there's something going on. Mm. Meanwhile, <laughs> Nick and I are comfortable. Uh, Chris and I will be writing in style. Yeah, yeah you will. Throughout the duration. <sighs> Fuck. Hey, you know, it's fun. I'm recording this, too, on video, so we could post my wipeout. <laughs> All right, so uh, important business. Chris said, uh, Kevin chose the song like you mentioned earlier. Is there anything you want to say before we play the clip and you reveal to uh, Nick and I what this week's song is? Yes. So, you know, on our show in Obscuria, what we do is we talk about rock, punk, and metal, but we do things that we consider either lost, forgotten, or should have been. So things Mm. that we think should have been bigger than they were. Okay. So what I've done is I've picked... A band that had some success and a song, we're going to play a song that's probably their most successful song chart-wise, but it's a band that I feel like should have been a whole lot bigger, and it's a band that you guys have never played on the show before, and it is due time. Exciting. And I also Mm. feel it's a band that uh, that I'm sure Andy and Nick are aware of. Just wheel it close (laughs) to the trash can, because that's where it's going to end up. Just move it, uh, move it to the other side of the room. I was okay? hoping it would come apart, and I could just sit on the seat Man, on the Jesus. floor. But no, it's not happening. More yeah. money flying out of my pocket. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, I wonder if I get my feet on here. But I'm sure uh, Nick and Andy have heard, at least heard of this band, and I would be surprised if they're not fans of this band. It's, it would seem like it would be somewhat in their wheelhouses. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a hint as to a a time period? So this particular song is from the early 90s. And this band, this was their most successful album. Hmm. Well, I I have a guess in my head. So I'll I'll let you know uh, if I was even close afterwards. 
Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one more hint. So this is from 1991, but it's not grunge. Okay, it, that's in line with my guess. Hmm, I wonder if Nick's got it. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. We'll we'll, uh, we'll just let, we'll we'll let Kevin do the reveal, and just just to remind you of the order with the with the Jericho uh, intro. It's uh, song title, album, artist. Right, Andy? That's correct. You ready? Let's see if I screw it up. All right, let's do it. Let's screw something up. Let's screw something else <laughs> Again. up. Again. Yeah. All right, Harold. This one's called... From the Saturday. Off of... The Reality of My Surroundings. Fishbone. Oh. A little lag there, yeah, but... A little fish... lag, but yeah. <clears throat> okay, we got a Fishbone song. Yeah, so it was, what, That's Sunless weird. Saturday, correct? That's correct. Yes. Was that your guess, Nick? No, but it actually my guess had the word fish in the band name. <laughs> what? I, I, I thought we were getting a jellyfish song. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Oh, that would have been pretty good. But this this is this is a good one. So what what do you guys think, Jones boys, your thoughts on fishbone? Um uh, I have a copy of In Your Face, their first I think it's their first album from eighty four. 87 86 which is more ska yeah so that was yeah which andy they, they started Andy's off being more of a ska band yeah right? and then they they kind of migrated into uh funk uh hard rock metal they, mm-hmm. they did it all yeah but even that one i mean i don't know i didn't uh continue i don't have all their stuff after that i've heard some of it but even on that one there are elements of other styles of music you know, like it's ska, but there's like you know slap bass and some uh, digital like keyboard stuff that you wouldn't expect from ska. I don't know. Yeah, cutting no. cutting edge for the time well, for sure. For me, yeah. As a kid, they were um, of interest because uh, in the movie Back to the Beach, they did the <laughs> Jamaica ska with Annette Funicello. Uh, fronting the band, if you will, for that really? song. She sang the song and they played it. Um, wow. And uh, I remember they were on the Last Action Hero soundtrack. I forgot the name of the song, but that was a pretty heavy Swim. one. Yeah. That was called Swim. Swim. And uh, saw them, actually. Andy went with me. Mm-hmm. We saw them open for, it was them, STP, and the Chili Peppers in 99. And uh, unfortunately, the, the venue where we were sitting, it, the sound was awful. Mm-hmm. So Fishbone sounded just like a bunch of noise. Would have been great to to have better sound. But, they were uh, on that bill, huh? Yeah, they were first. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so you've somewhat seen them, despite the sound. You've you've seen a Fishbone perform. Yeah. And cool. they were supposed to be the opening band. When would that have been? last september when uh yeah it was during the riot fest season whatever that week they were supposed to be mr bungle and fishbone mm-hmm. at uh like a smaller club like a midnight show one of those days and i got scuttled by covid or no what? by Patton. Oh, well, bailed on the same whole thing. thing yeah <laughs> covid Patton equally detrimental <laughs> unforeseen to circumstances yep yeah yep he just well he didn't he didn't do any of the shows. He hasn't been seen in two years or whatever. But yeah, 
Yep. So that was I, I was actually really looking forward to that because, uh, you know, like what Nick said, we saw him once and didn't get a great representation of what they sounded like as a live band because no. it was just an echoey mess. Yeah. I saw them for the first time at uh, Lollapalooza '93 which was the one that um, it was, I believe, Primus and Alice in Chains. And they they went on fairly early. And then <clears throat> I saw them again in the late 90s. Mm. And they opened for 311. And at that that was like the peak of the 311 thing. And all it was all kids. And yeah. it was in the amphitheater. And I was the only one standing up for the entire Fishbone performance <laughs> in the entire amphitheater. And I'm up there just going... Uh, all these kids around me have no idea who Fishbone are. <laughs> Did you leave early? Like, I, you know, I like 311 okay, but I'm oh, like, okay. you guys, you're hearing this music and you don't, you're not getting into this. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. And it's, again, a, ba- a band that should have been big. Really yeah. Big. And, and I mean, I guess we'll get more into it, but a band which makes sense to play with um, 311, like a genre that they would fit into. Why none of the kids at the show would have been like, "Hey, you know this, this is pretty cool too." Well, I think fish fishbone's a little more, or a lot more high energy than three eleven. <laughs> I mean, three eleven, they, they've they've got their moments, but they're they're just kind of like a you know they're kind of mellow, yeah. you know. Um, you know, fishbone is pretty uh, at least in their early days. Maybe they mellowed out a bit, but. But yeah, when Kevin they told have, me it was, it. <laughs> yeah, well, good because when Kevin was uh, told me they he was going to pick Fishbone, I went through my past uh, articles and uh, from the college newspaper, and then uh, f- uh, article came out October thirteenth, nineteen eighty eight, and I uh, interviewed um, the keyboardist Chris Dowd, whose stage name is Charlie Down, apparently. Um, when the Truth and Soul album came out, which was the previous album to this one, right, Kevin? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and, and when they came through campus, they played at a, a place called Rick's, where my band had ended up playing a few times, but, you know, tiny club, maybe 500 people in there, and they just friggin' bulldozed the joint. And uh, for, the, for this article in this album you know they were promoting a show they were playing at the student union which was a larger venue but still you know got pretty pretty haywire in there and uh, the student i'm sorry the student union at michigan state yep okay in the in the union ballroom okay so uh so but but when he mentioned uh i remember i interviewed this guy and he had a great quote here that's in the in the article i'm gonna gonna read to you because again the truth and soul definitely had a kind of a rock edge and earlier that year i had interviewed vernon reed and you know it was kind of like it was just seemed interesting to me that uh a lot of these black artists were coming out with a with a rock edge and i asked the the uh, keyboardist about that about whether you know white kids white audiences white radio stations uh, would accept them and he actually got a little uh, little salty i remember that it says in here it says uh uh <laughs> but fishbone expresses more resentment than concern about the situation why does music have to have labels Dowd asked, why can't it just be music, just rock and roll? 
all labels do is fuck up the music. As long as it's good and it conveys a message, that should be good enough. Then this is where it got pretty good. As far as I'm concerned, great music overwhelms everything. It doesn't matter if you're orange. It doesn't matter if you're from another planet. It doesn't matter if your dick is two inches long. It's the music that counts. Uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty one of the many cool interviews I got to do when I worked for the student newspaper. But uh, but yeah, when those guys came into town, it's like. I almost felt sorry for whoever owned the venue they played at because it just got uh, it got insane whenever they played and uh, and you know that massive amount of energy coming off the stage just uh, flowed into the crowd and and everybody just kind of went kind of went haywire. It was sort of a a precursor for. You know, like Kevin mentioned, of what Lollapalooza would turn into and what a lot of the uh, rock scene would turn into would be more of that uh, energetic, you know, slam dancing, mosh pit kind of action going on. So definitely definitely ahead of their time, one of those bands that kind of paved the way for what would come a few years later. Now, proving that I listened to your show, uh, Chris, did you leave out on purpose? Did you leave out Jack Russell's name when you read that quote? <laughs> I believe so, yes. Uh, this, Jack this, Russell did not come was, up in the discussion. This, this is a reference to his, uh, his lyric sm- from last uh, week. It doesn't matter if yeah, you have yeah, a yeah. small was... head, medium head, <laughs> tiny head. Yeah. Music is music. <laughs> yeah. Get the yeah. thesaurus out. <laughs> Minuscule head. Puny head. I'll listen. See? <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, are you guys ready to do yeah, this? Yeah. I, I actually haven't listened to like well, a lot of Fishbone in my in my day, so I'm curious. And, and let me just say before we start, it, the the reason I picked this song. So this was their their biggest hit um, that they had chart wise, and this is the first song that I ever heard by Fish. Heard of them just being a little skate punk but I'd never actually heard their music. And I heard this and then saw them on Saturday Night Live in 91 as well. So if you get mm, right, a chance, yeah. go YouTube mm. that performance because it's amazing. Who hosted that one? I know, that's a that's a tough one. That I don't remember. I got to look I that up who, in the who meantime. Would, who would they pair with Fishbone? I mean, let's see, 91... Joey Buttafuoco might have been the host. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Who could forget that episode? <laughs> Saturday. The Buttafuoco Fishbone yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this video was uh, definitely a staple of 120 minutes back in the day. I remember seeing Is it. it uh, it's a. It's- it's a Spike Jones video. Did you know that? Oh, really? Mm, I did not know that. No, it's an early one, huh? Yep. It's uh, and it you know it got some notoriety because of that. And mm. um, that would be early, pretty early this... in his career, though, right? Wouldn't it be for Spike Jones? Yeah. Thumbs out. Yeah. 
All right. This is before he was like really wait, did known. Spike, did it, wait, wait, wait. Did I say Spike Jones? Yeah. I'm, I'm such a moron. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Oh, Spike Lee. I was like, Spike Jones, that would be really early, right? But okay. Yeah. This was Spike Lee. Spike really Lee's, yeah. yeah no. This was the height for Spike Don't Lee. Don't comment. Sorry. No, that makes a lot more sense. Now I get you. Okay. Yeah. I could see why that would be uh, a built-in conversation. Oh, I got to see this, this band. Spike Lee did the video. Very cool. I'm looking this up. Two, two uh, spikes that I can pick from, and I picked the wrong one. <laughs> I'm looking this up. I, I need to know who the host was. <laughs> You're going to ruin it for me. Why? It's not going to live up to, to my guess, I don't think. Well, we're going to find out. Hold on. <laughs> As I look, come on, Daily Motion. Oh, come. You suck. How do you not have the clip where the person introduces the band? Oh, I've got it up here. I, you I do? found it. All right, well, give it to yeah, us. Yeah, it's not. But a Fuko, I can assure you. Oh, well. Who is it? Interesting, though. Jeremy Irons was the Wow. Host. Okay. Okay. What would it be? The man in the iron mask or something? <laughs> that era? Uh, gosh, I, I, don't, I know. don't know. March 23rd, 1991. Mm. Jeremy Irons. That, somehow that works. <clears throat> that makes sense to me. <laughs> makes perfect sense. All right. Well, yeah. are you guys ready? Oh, uh, just good. Oh. Go yeah, ahead. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Let's take a commercial break. Uh, I, I'm not ready. I mean, yeah. It's gonna be I hope for, it's for a chair. It's going to be for Office Depot. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't, uh, it better not be for them because they sold me this chair. <laughs> Although this chair has held up for several years. I was say, it's just going to be them laughing. Fucking Andy comes in here. He can't sit fucking still. <laughs> he broke my yeah. office chair. That's, that's what happens. I don't know. Well, I'll be heading over to Staples tomorrow. Yep. All right, let's see what uh, advertiser we've got, and we'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow. 
um, very un- kind of unexpected intro because mm-hmm. from what I think of Fishbone, I wouldn't think of like a super melodic uh, acoustic guitar sort of a section like that. Then what we just heard with it going over the top like that and kind of becoming dissonant with some of the heavy guitars added mm-hmm. makes more sense. But I like that. I like the. Uh, I'm a I'm a fan of when people do that when they set a certain mood in the in the intro and it doesn't. It it's just kind of brief, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it goes somewhere else completely. Kind of like I think we talked about this before, but it would be sort of like a rock rock till you drop or something like that, where right you, you think you're getting something from the intro and then it's just something completely different. And one thing you'll oh, sorry one thing you'll notice is there's a lot of layers because yeah. Fishbone is a seven piece band, right? So I, I remember when I first heard this song back in the day, every time I listened to it, I heard something different in the mix. So this is one of those you're going to go want to go revisit because it's just so dense. There's so much, so many different sounds in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then going back to what Nick said, it's like, you know, you, you, you hear that acoustic guitar and you know, like given the time period, well, actually this was more in the nineties, but you know, um, you, you almost get that, uh, you know, Tesla little Susie vibe yeah. or I remember you skid row vibe of like this acoustic intro. And you're like, you think you're going to get something like that. And then they punch you in the face with, yeah. you know, what fishbone did. So yeah, definitely, uh, uh, an off-putting intro but it draws you in and then it uh you know cracks you right between the eyes I got some some tuba happening or some trombone back there. I think that was a tuba. Was it? Yeah. So, so they have, yeah, they have horns and they have this guy. You heard the background vocal. So there's this one guy named Dirty Walk, and he's like the big guy in the band, and he plays the smallest little trumpet. I don't know what you call this little <laughs> trumpet, but it looks ridiculous because it's so tiny. It's I think they dude. call that a but... Jack Russell trumpet. <laughs> 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 yes, it's the small head trumpet, I yeah. believe is what they call it. But anyway, he all he does is he just dances and he plays the trumpet every once in a while and then he sings the background vocal. Okay. It's a good job if you can get it. Yeah, and I I I'm gonna look up the personnel here, but the uh the guitarist, um I've got his name listed somewhere in this article. Let it's me find Kendall Jones. Yeah, Kendall Jones, he's he's on this album. Yeah, so do you know the story about Kendall Jones? I was just about to bring up the story about <laughs> Kendall Jones. I do know it. Tell tell the story to the Jones brothers. It's a very strange stuff. What did Cousin yeah. Kendall do? Was yeah. it at the so reunion? Your, your cousin Kendall, um, so he's the original guitarist. And this album, they brought on a second guitarist, which is, um, uh, shoot, I'm going to miss, I think it's John Bigham was his name. And he was like with Miles Davis, so they brought in this guy to be a second guitarist keyboardist and that's again you get all these layers here but what happened to kendall jones and you're going to hear a fantastic guitar lead from him later in the song but 
when they went to the next album, the one that uh, that Nick you said was you heard the song "Swim" off of uh, Last Action mm, Hero. When yeah. they did the album that that came out on, Kendall, uh, I, I guess his dad was some kind of in some sort of cult, and he swayed Kendall Jones to think that everything he had done in his past, and especially Fishbone themselves, uh, they, they were all the devil. Hmm. And so he basically goes mm-hmm. AWOL from Fishbone and the, the guys in the band, the Fish Brothers in, the, in Fishbone, they, um, they basically try to go abduct him to get him out of this cult and out of this scenario. Wow. And uh, Norwood Fisher, who's the bass player, he ends up getting arrested because of uh, a attempted kidnapping. Jeez. So it was, yeah, it's quite a story. But Kendall Jones never came back to, to Fishbone. And that was it. He's is he still with us or? He's still around. I, I believe he joined them for a single song in like 2020, but that was it. Oh, okay. He, so maybe he's not locked up somewhere anymore. He's just yeah. Not... But he, he he definitely had some mental issues that he had to do. Yeah, that. and that was a big thing. Is like the band went and tried to kidnap him and bring <laughs> him back from like this a, cult, like and a couple a- guys got arrested. It's like an A Team episode. I mean, that's, <laughs> pretty much. That's yeah, pretty out there. Yeah, it's on it's on video too. So they actually oh, really have a have a home video release in the '90s where they would they showed the whole thing of them trying to abduct him and like three or four guys in the band look like mr t anyway so it, <laughs> it all kind of goes together what are you saying andy saying they have mohawks yeah. chris what do you hear what do you hear to that Andy um, only sees hairstyles that's when all he looks yeah. at people that's exactly. it uh, but that that was that's kind of a sh- i mean it's a crazy story and mildly amusing but but uh, definitely a shame because the guy was a hell of a guitar player and uh, really brought that you know that rock, almost metal edge to the band, which uh, I think appealed to a lot of people, and uh, and you know got them on bills with the likes of uh, 311 and uh, STP and Chili Peppers. You know, they had that uh, that rock edge that people liked, and he was pretty much responsible for it. Kind of like that, you know, and, that, and the Rocky George uh, vein. So it was kind of a bummer well, that that. He, that he had those issues because you know the the world kind of i mean he didn't die but the world lost a pretty pretty potent guitar player there well it's funny you bring up rocky george because he was in fishbone for quite a while in the 2000s as well oh that i didn't know that wow interesting Mm -hmm. yeah these guys all uh it's almost like the you know the, the hair metal scene where everybody's in each other's bands eventually um so that's pretty interesting but uh well cool cool little uh uh you know bit of info value add from mr williams who knows pretty much everything about music he's he's forgotten more than i'll ever know about it if you've ever listened to the show i mean some of these some of the bands and the and the songs that they they dump out there it's like it's almost like my stance on book reading it's like how the fuck do you have the time to find out about all these bands and then listen to all these bands it's it's incredible so uh i don't yeah. have friends well well we don't either but we don't know anything about yeah. music right right exactly we we waste our time doing other things but uh but yeah no the 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 the, the encyclopedic knowledge of 
music that uh, is is not necessarily in the mainstream is uh, quite impressive. So do yourselves a favor and uh, and check out In Obscuria. Now, this comment will be a little bit pandering to Andy, which I don't know why I'm doing that. He destroyed my fucking office chair, which is, you know, I'm going to be at least $50 lighter tomorrow. Although this gives me an opportunity to, you know, get one of those fucking buku office chairs. Executive chairs. The problem is, what I liked about that chair, which is going in the garbage <laughs> right after we get done because it's completely destroyed, it spinning back there. is it doesn't have any like, <laughs> it doesn't have any armrests on it, so I can also use it not only for my desk, but I can sit and play guitar on it. Yeah, with nothing right. blocking mm-hmm. my arm. So I'm, I'd like to find something a little more high quality than this, but that doesn't have. You know the armrests. I don't really need that, but anyway, you can probably so. just not put the arms on too on a lot of chairs. Well, like you know, a, if if I don't assemble it correctly, the next time your ass sits down <laughs> on it, you're gonna fucking break it, and I don't want that to happen either. That's so true. Ideally, I would find something that doesn't have any restrictive arm mechanism on it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna pander to Andy uh, a little bit here, but. Uh, uh, it, Hearing any resemblance to uh, Faith No More, or any of Patton's bands, and some of the approach here? I hear it in, uh, that's Angelo, the singer, right? Angelo Moore? Or is this not Sorry. Angelo singing? Yeah, it is? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, I hear it in his voice, like in the Real Thing album, the early Patton before he changed his voice, and first Mr. Bungle album. So, so it's, that's got to be appealing to you, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think the uh, I think the bass tones are really similar too. I think what Roddy Bottom was doing is very similar. What or what Fisher had going on as far as those tones for bass tones or Billy yep. Billy on the bass uh, and the Roddy's the I'm keyboard. Sorry. See there I go again. Yep, mixing up my guys. That's all right. But yeah, keyboard too. A lot of uh, sustaining strings. No, these aren't really strings. More like an organ in this song. But yeah. Yeah, and this gives me the opportunity to say once again that I, when I worked the Hard Rock, one of the managers there was a uh, close friend of Roddy Bottoms, would speak of him often. So uh, whenever Roddy Bottom is mentioned on the show, which is more than occasionally. <laughs> it I, is quite often. I, 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 I mention that, and then I, I'm never uh, shy about mentioning that I went to uh, high school with John Five's sister and tell that story about the Battle <laughs> of the Bands. So I will always do that whenever either of those guys is mentioned. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. Again, notice the layers there and yeah. the vocals, especially because you got so Chris Dowd, who you interviewed, Chris, he um, he's an excellent singer as well. In fact, uh, their, their song Everyday Sunshine, he I think was the main lead singer on that song. But you've got so many vocal harmonies going on and these guys pull it off live. 
you hear all these layers and you think, okay, they can't replicate this. They, they replicate it every time they play. I mean, hmm. just talk about fantastic musicians. Oh yeah. There's, there's definitely no, uh, there's no doubt about that when you, uh, whether you're hearing them for the first time or you're hearing them, you know, every note they've ever played there, there can be no question about the level of music musicianship. And also, you know, especially as we're hearing here that, that, it's just that intense energy that uh especially in those early days those gigs they played on uh, the college campus and these relatively smaller venues were just flat out insane and uh you know again set the table for what was going to come uh in the 90s where that just kind of the whole you know alternative rock Lollapalooza scene that just kind of became the became the norm at uh at most concerts you know just people a lot more a lot more that kind of energy uh happening and and with bands and venues so it's not often you see a keyboard player who's actually dancing on stage and he's not playing the guitar he had a his keyboard was on this kind of swivel stand so he could like kind of move around and spin it around and that's cool he was kind of dancing on stage and singing and playing at the same time since copied by the new guy in sticks who uh whose keyboard is on a swivel although he's he's uh, slightly less energetic than uh the guys in fishbone but that's kind of his thing he's he's got the one keyboard on a swivel, kind of like my busted up uh, office chair over <laughs> I there. God forbid. Don't let Andy near that swivel or uh, they're going to have a I'll, problem. I'll put my elbow on it and... Yeah. yeah. End, end of the gig. Oh, I was. You were mentioning how... Uh, this is an expensive episode. It is. Um, fish, but were they known as like, uh, ro- like road warriors back then? Like they would just play anywhere? Is that kind of the reputation of Fishbone? Well, they, much so. constantly well, they, on the road. Well, they definitely again the, 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 back in the day, um, you know, before the, the the again the Lollapalooza generation or whatever, you know, bands like this uh, played every college town they could because mm-hmm. that's where they, they were going to be people who had actually either heard of them or were open to seeing something totally new and getting involved in these crazy, wild uh, concert scenes. A lot of young people in one place with nothing else to do but go crazy. Well, yeah, but, every, but, but you know, um, pl- still playing smaller venues, but they would, they would pack the place with mm-hmm. people who, had, again, had either heard of them or heard of what went on at one of their shows. And, you know, uh, back in the day, it was... That's where alternative rock really got its traction was in college campuses and college radio stations and stuff like that. So, you know, this was, mm-hmm. you know, again, the, 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 they, they played uh, the, the bar just off campus where all the bands played. And then the next time through, they played at the Union Ballroom, which was a, a bigger venue, but still not like the size of the MSU Auditorium and... Uh, and packed the place and it was crazy so i I would imagine they hit all the colleges they could uh you know before really uh you know hitting the big time appearing on snl and being on Lollapalooza and all that now what year was that chris that they played 
state. Well, this was uh, the this show was for the Truth and Soul album, so it was uh, would have been October '88, and then what, what, maybe a year or two prior is when they played the smaller club that was just off campus. So they, you know, they'd been at it for a few years by that point. So in '87, they were the opening band on the Beastie Boys "License to Ill" tour. That's cool. Oh wow, gee, okay, all right, that explains it. That explains. You know that they were somewhat known, and you know whenever they came through town, their 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 uh, shows were always packed. Um, so yeah, that that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good slot, I would say. Now, when when did they first uh, start releasing albums? Was it like early '80s? Because I'm trying to think of like what ska wave would that have been. I think that um, that second wave. Mm. Yep. Second it's, wave, 85, I believe. Okay. Second wave, but kind of doesn't sound like it, right? A little it later. They don't sound like madness or No, that's specials. Yeah, that's kind of what I was... Well, second, like if you think about second wave ska, most of it's English. So yeah, yeah, UK yeah. Days, so. Like English beat or something like that. Yeah, so they were U.S. kind of mimicking second wave. Yeah, so it's kind of its own thing. And whatever else, wherever, whatever, I'm guessing whatever backgrounds they came from as far as what they were playing, because... On that first album, there's already elements of other stuff. Um, the reason I asked that question about the traveling thing and being a road band was because leading up to that show that got canceled, there was some thing trying to, you know, like a, a publicity press release thing. And uh, Mr. Bungle was talking about how the only bands that ever came to the town where they were from were Fishbone and Faith No More when they were college age. And then they, you know, became friends with both of them and remained friends with both of them, but no other bands ever came through. So, I guess Fishbone was just up for whatever. It's kind of that was the impression that yeah. I got from that article. Okay, that I mean, like a King's X or even Ramones style of thing. Yeah, just just bands Hit the road or Motorhead. Yeah, just yeah. bands known for always being on the road. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and this. Uh, this is their third album, uh, In Your Face, first studio album, 86, Truth and Soul, 88, and then Reality of My Surroundings, 91. Hmm. Let's keep going. I'm listen. I'm kind of um, zeroing in on the drums. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very prominent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a drum, drum heavy song. Um, but the playing, it really to me sounds like you'd have a hot shot at Guitar Center, like a guy who really is showing off. And I'm not saying that in a, in a derogatory way at all, but like someone who can really play and who's kind of like doing little uh, uh how would you say it inversions on the beats every once in a while and stuff like that really tight sort of playing mm-hmm. that's that's just that's kind of what i'm getting yeah having worked there i would say that's pretty accurate you know probably the the old saturday at guitar center everybody you get these people who'd come in every once in a while and uh, drop their their stun guitar bass or drum licks on everyone and occasionally you'd get a legit player in there and it's actually pretty accurate 
Yeah, and the the drummer's Fish. They just called him Fish, but he's the brother of the bass player. So you have two brothers in the band. And uh, he actually, more recently, he's played with a band called 24-7 Spies, who you guys haven't played yet either. But uh, I think I've submitted a few other songs, so you might get some. All right. Um, Bass player, you said he's the brother of the drummer. Is he, you as a bass player, is he playing a fretless bass on this song? Sounded like some... I I think, I'll be honest, I'm not sure, but I think you're right. Because he always has this, uh, I don't know how he gets that tone. Yeah. But he's got this real funk style of of slap playing and he does a lot of slides. And all the slides, to me, like you said, it kind of sounds like fretless bass. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure. But he was one of the first guys that I saw having that really low, he played the five string and had that really Mm. low tone. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, there's that part there where he... uh, seemingly out of nowhere like he double timed what he was doing on the bass and then did some a couple of crazy yeah. slides for i liked it but you know i don't think he did it previously and he probably won't do it again he's just going off on one part and it's probably a live performance music i'm thinking instrumentally in the studio probably it's probably right. they, they they're letting loose and everybody kind of is uh has free reign to to goof around with it and see what works. I would yeah, think. And it would it would be hard to uh, it would it would be pretty difficult to uh, capture this level of energy just from a pieced together type yeah. of music. I mean, it's to some extent these guys were together banging out the uh, the core tracks of this. I would imagine. Um, and not just uh, piecing everything together um, separately. Yeah, and Norwood, so the bass player is Norwood Fisher, and so him, Angelo Moore, the singer, and Dirty Walt are kind of the the mainstays in the band throughout time. Mm-hmm. So it's really the, the bass player and the singer's band for the most part, and Dirty Walt as well, but again, he just plays the little tiny Jack Russell trumpet. So yeah, bands that have the the more or less mascot guy on stage it tends to work yeah like, boss tones yeah. boss tones yeah. bus, well, bus boys 311 boss have that little uh guy who's yes, just, yeah. yeah who just I, I, I occasionally he'll like put his finger on a keyboard but other than that he just kind of fucking dances around like like one of the druids in spinal tap you know <laughs> like what the f- why is this fucking guy in the band i did i don't know much about 311 i didn't know they had some little guy <laughs> dancing yeah and, i mean i mean he'll trade off vocals with uh hexum but other than that oh is he, he just... the guy who does like on their big song who does the rap part yeah he's got like that okay. high so he's got some leads so voice. he's kind of like the okay. like a joe c kind he's of he's the uh, joe okay. c of 311 okay. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> okay so but he's got like main parts he's just not right but uh, when you see him on stage he definitely comes off it to me is more of a mascot you know okay. everybody else has you know got an instrument strapped on and he's just like dancing around <laughs> barks out a vocal here and there I'm telling you, that's the gig to get yeah. probably doesn't carry anything I mean, and, and it lends itself to <laughs> he's not hauling an amp in no he's not, he's not setting up the that's, drums that's why that's why he's that. still in the band he hasn't hurt himself yeah he hasn't put strain on himself yeah so as far as uh the that that prestigious group of uh, fretless bass players. There's a new a new addition to that group. That's right. The Mount Rushmore of fretless bass players. They have to 
get the dynamite out and blast Andy's face on the side of the mountain now. That's right. I bought a fretless ukulele bass on Amazon. I got it yesterday. What? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Ukulele bass. Yeah. What the fuck is that? And it plugs in electric, too. Yeah, and he sent me a video of him jamming on it. Yeah. What is what is a ukulele bass? I don't know. It's just a really it's a tiny bass. And I'm treating uh, it as Jack Russell yeah, bass. Exactly. <laughs> I'm treating it as something you just leave on the couch instead of something you put away and take it, you know. Okay, yeah. But, I'm seeing a similar uh similar uh it's got the frets instruments on here, yeah. The frets noted on there, but they're but right it's the, front, the fret line. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great, Andy. Uh, uh, however much that costs you is probably what I'm going to spend on a fucking <laughs> office chair. Yeah. And those uh, those bass no- noises you were making a minute ago, I think I think that's the noises my chair was making just before it broke off under you and sent you to the floor. So yeah. it's all coming together. The here. stem of that chair almost went up my butthole and made that noise. <laughs> Well, After well. which you'd have made another noise, <laughs> yeah, which a little was, higher register. Yeah, yeah you'd have, you'd have made a noise similar to the mascot in Three Eleven, uh, <laughs> high pitched nasally. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. I'm thinking we go kidnap this guy right now. <laughs> we need him back. Yeah, we well, we want him here. Yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, he was great, man. He you know played like the 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 metal guitars of the day, like either a Jackson or an ESP locking tremolo. Is doing all the kind of uh, you know hair metal tricks, but uh, but but in, a, in a, a more adventurous way, not quite as out there as Vernon Reed, but definitely in that, uh, in that vein. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why it was so shocking when you read that story, it's like, fuck man, this guy, this guy was kick ass. And how, how could this have happened to him? It's like, you, you think you're in a great band like this. You, you, you figure you'd be you know insulated from any kind of nonsense but i guess when it comes from your from your own father it can you know be different but yeah it was that what a weird story that is i just googled kendall jones because i wanted to just put a visual with this guy mm-hmm. don't google kendall jones and look at the images no, it's no. one of these uh people this these women who shoot uh, big game and take pictures with them that's all it is a bunch of pictures of dead cheetahs and stuff so uh if you're curious yeah no don't thanks. do that type in fishbone too well i'm i'm thinking we go pick up kevin mm-hmm. andy and chris already have disguises but more on that later 
there are disguises in this room for them. Yeah, that's for um, maybe next week or so. Yeah. Well, I, ideally, we get the the Uber driver from five years ago because this guy <laughs> sounds like he'd be up to the task to go kidnap somebody. <laughs> he probably has a record already. Yeah, it's my, hopefully yeah. it's not his third strike. He yeah, might be a little reluctant. You could probably put in a request for him, assuming he's still alive. I'm, I'm looking up Matthew right now. <laughs> be like, Wait, oh then. no, don't look at the Google images. <laughs> it's imposing with pull, dead animals. He'd pull up and go. Wait, wait a minute, you're going into Chicago? It's like, yeah, but we're going to kidnap somebody. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm in. Oh, all this right. one's on me. I'm, I'm all about that. <laughs> Turned off the, the fair <laughs> thing. Yeah, I'm off the clock. This one's on the house. It's a pro bono, a pro bono kidnapping. <laughs> That's your boy Chris Dowd. The guy was really, really good, and he was a, he was an integral part of Fishbone, and he only lasted one more album, hmm. unfortunately. So, to me, they lost a little steam once you had Kendall Jones gone, and then Chris Dowd left. Even though down the road they got um, Rocky George to play guitar, but John Bigham, who was the guy they brought in for this album, I saw them with without Kendall Jones, and they just didn't have quite the same appeal as they did when he was the guitarist so i i think we do need to go get him right now <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm already uh registering for uh, uber right now well we, t- we talked about this a little bit on the alice in chains episode where I, I think kendall jones was was more of a more than just a a, a bit player in the band but like kevin said it was angelo and the the fisher brothers band really um but when you take one of the ancillary guys out and it just changes the dynamic it's it's definitely impacts the band uh not necessarily in a good way um well in in a band like this where everybody seems to be an excessively aggressive um player Mm -hmm. so it's got to be hard to to find someone i mean you'll have to find someone who can play the songs well enough but much more you got to find yeah you got to find a guy who's gonna be able to play it with the energy that lives up to the other guys in the band interestingly enough i'm on here in wikipedia kevin mentioned that kendall jones came back november 2020 to join the band on stage for the first time since 93 93 to play a song that song was a cover of them bones by alice in chains for a tribute to the band arranged by the museum of pop Pop culture i wonder if that's on youtube that's got to be i was just thinking i need a recording of that yeah that's got to be good um but uh yeah and the other thing on on wikipedia here it's it's listing uh christopher dowd as a as a current member he come back into the band at some point 
Yeah, I think they got the whole band without Kendall Jones back together, like right before COVID. And they were supposed to do, I think, a tour with the original band. And I'm not sure whatever happened with that. If that's the band that still exists today, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. So while he's doing all this kind of ad lib stuff, Angelo singing uh, <laughs> at Lollapalooza, at least the, the show that I saw in Charlotte, Angelo decided that he wanted to go crowd surfing, which at Lollapalooza, I'm not sure that makes the best sense, but you know, it's a rather large crowd. So he, he decides to go out and I think he forgets that the size of the crowd and the distance from the stage, <laughs> that his microphone is probably not going to work that well. Yeah. So at one point he's doing all this ad lib stuff as they're finishing up the song and you just can't hear him. It just goes out and dirty Walt stands at the front of the stage with his, with his little trumpet and, and his microphone says, Angelo, turn your shit on. Angelo, turn your shit on. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my shit? Why why do I remember that? Did that, did it help? Did he turn his shit on? Or was it like was the problem. Yeah. it was out of range? It was out of range, or <laughs> was it even wireless? It might have just been. Did he have to ask unplugged? the crowd to give him back? Basically, yeah, send him back to the stage. Rem- reminiscent of uh, Flying Air and before their famous set at uh, Champs Rock Room, where he came on stage and just goes, "Where's my shit?" <laughs> Asking where his microphone yeah, is. And, that's uh, your shit. Yeah, just started off the uh, mayhem that would ensue. Where's my shit? <laughs> I guess that's that's uh, uh, the singer's great. the singer's gear is the shit. Where's my shit? Turn on your shit. Turn on your shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, a little bit more, guys. Jack Russell trumpet going on. That was the Jack Russell trumpet at the end there. That was it. That's cool. I like adding the trumpet into that. Yeah. Guitar part from the beginning. Nice. Oh, what are you thinking, Nick? Woo. Well, should I? No, I think Kevin should vote first, right? Should Kevin vote first? Yeah. yeah that's not? that's tradition. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah well, whoever brought the song to the table. Well, Kevin... Do you want to pick Sweet Surrender or Kick in the Crotch? I have a feeling I know, but you tell us. Sweet Surrender, for sure. It's Sweet Surrender! Hell yes! So, you know, this band, this was my introduction to the band, and this song has just always stuck with me. It's not exactly how they sound on every song, because, like I said, they play all sorts of styles, 
from ska to funk to, to rock. Um, but this band kind of put me on the trajectory because as I went to college and started playing guitar and, and having my own bands, I ended up in a funk band for quite a while. And this, this band was just hugely influential on me and opened my eyes up to, you know, I knew Living Color, but they opened my eyes up to so many other bands like 24-7 Spies and just so many other funk bands and the, the mix of, uh, of rock, heavy rock and funk music, just, you know, something that meant a lot to me at that time. And yeah, just totally dig this band. Nick? A Sweet Surrender. Ooh. It's Sweet Surrender. Um, it's, this is a song and Kevin, uh, touched on this toward the beginning of it, um, that there's so much going on that I don't feel like I had a grasp on it completely. So I will be going back and listening to it several more times. Um, and I'm looking (laughs) for whatever reason I was looking, I'm like, you know what? I don't own the soundtrack to back to the beach. For some reason, I feel like I want to get it. You need it. It's got Jamaica Ska, Funicello and Fishbone officially listed. Uh, Pipeline with Stevie Ray Vaughan and Dick Dale. I remember that from uh, That's cool. Surfing, oh, wow. Surfing Bird with Pee Wee Herman. Jeez. Wipeout with Herbie Hancock, Dweezil Zappa, and Terry Bozio. My oh, wow. goodness. So, yeah, you need to get this that. Is, this is truly something. Um, they put the soundtrack together first. It sounds like, like <laughs> I guess we need a movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I guess the I didn't really know much about Fishbone. I still don't, but um, really, uh, really enjoyed the, especially the musicianship. Just like extreme high energy from everybody, mm-hmm. and. Um, didn't know that they had a reputation for being like you know like these awesome musicians, this awesome collection of musicians. I thought that I kind of thought of them more as like sort of uh, like Chili Peppers, where they were good, competent musicians. But these guys are on the next level, from what I'm hearing. So, oh yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's kind of uh, it's piqued my interest to to check them out a bit more, especially the fact that they started out as essentially a ska band, and to kind of hear that evolution would be interesting so yeah cool. the, the other thing I, I failed to mention so i'll give you a little more knowledge about fishbone is they uh so they all grew up together and they formed fishbone in 1979 mm. so hmm. these guys were so when we talked earlier about some of the guys leaving definitely impacted them musically these guys were all buddies and they grew up doing this together in, in like high school band and all that so sure you know when you have a bond like that and somebody leaves that's it definitely impacts the music a little bit. Chris? Oh, Sweet Surrender for me. It's Sweet Surrender! Hell yes! What the hell? Did something else happen? What was that noise? I was just drumming. Oh, okay, there it is. All right. I thought you broke something else in here. (laughs) I was going to have to replace. That that desk is a goner. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Better not be. That uh, that desk is an iconic uh, artifact for reasons we can discuss some other time. But um, but yeah, no. Going back to uh, like I said, college. When I was on the college newspaper, we get all these uh, stacks of albums that you know um, 
uh, w- would go through them and half the bands I hadn't heard, heard of before and probably should have investigated further. But one, you know, truth and soul was in the stack one day. And, uh, and, uh, I remember that another guy I worked with would steal all the albums he wanted. And he was the guy who, who stole the living color album and then brought it back the next day and said, you have got to listen to this. You're going to love it. And he was right did the same thing with truth and soul brought it back he's like you know what i think you'll like this too and he was right and then the label called up because they were fishbone was coming through campus and was like do you want to interview one of the guys in fishbone i'm like hell yeah and uh you know uh ended up seeing their show at the at the ballroom and uh so I've, i've definitely had a you know for sentimental reasons you know this band was appeared on my radar and was just something that uh brings back good memories for me and uh and then you know um the snl thing and uh you know the the weird story about kendall jones and stuff and and seeing him on i, I didn't see the Lollapalooza show but i noticed them on the lineup and you know, again, for all those reasons, just a band that uh, it always had a you know a soft spot for me from a from a sentimental standpoint. But uh, you know, the, the the energy in this recording is undeniable, and you know that you know kick ass guitar solo and the whole arrangement, and like Kevin said, the production. There's just a bunch bunch of stuff going on that uh, you know warrants repeated listening and. You know, all of that adds up to some uh, pretty quality stuff, no question about it. I, too, will give it a Sweet Surrender. It's Sweet Surrender! Hell yes! Mm. Man, a lot to say. It's almost intimidating listening to this because you feel how how much better the musicians are than anybody, <laughs> like, <laughs> than bands you are in. You're like, geez, guys, take it easy. But, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I don't think I've ever heard this song before. I think somehow I missed it, even though you said it was the most popular Fishbone song. Um, I don't know. I guess I was just... I, the TV was off when this one was on. I missed it. But um, very cool. like to listen to more. Um, never really heard much after the first album, which is good. But, you know, it's just one of those bands where you have the one album and that's it for some reason. Um, but I'm going to dig deeper this week so yeah i thought uh it seemed to me that everyday sunshine was a bigger hit than this one uh just in terms of i i i i I think everyday sunshine is the one i remember um seeing on 120 minutes i'm not sure i ever saw the video the spike lee video for this one or spike jones if you're me and get it wrong yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so in at the snl performance they always do two songs so everyday yeah. sunshine was the second performance which is also fantastic go check out if if you, anybody listening just wants to know what are you guys talking about when you talk about energy just go look at that snl performance and watch both of those songs yeah yeah absolutely um okay. you know um and that was right around the time when they actually had uh, Skid Row on there doing monkey business and something else off the Slave to the Grind video. So it was definitely a, a, a good era for uh, musical acts on SNL. Nowadays, my 
old ass uh fast forwards through all the music guests uh, when I watch on DVR because I have no idea who they are and and even if I do find out who they are it's just it's 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 just the pop tarts of the day and I, I just don't understand how that's suddenly become cool and to be featured on uh, SNL which used to be a, a subversive show mm-hmm. but you know I'm definitely sounding like an old guy now but. I just think it's not though right like huh? It's not a subversive show. Well, it's anymore. not anymore. No, Certainly, yeah. from a musical standpoint, I mean, it's just like I don't, I don't know how all that shifted, and you know, um, you, you know what I miss is back in the day when any band would play on SNL, they used the set that was there. You know, you had that old fan kind of going in the back that right. Mike Patton, that, that Mike Patton went into, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, every band had the same same look now when you see the bands on snl they actually bring their sets so oh, do they really like on any stage yeah uh. yeah they bring their set and like and half the skits are pre pre pre-recorded production pieces and it's it's a different show i still enjoy it i mean i'm, I'm not one of these dickheads who's constantly like it it, it sucked since 75 well that's not true <laughs> that's okay. <when> it started <laughs> yeah, right exactly you know everything since the first episode has been shit blah yeah. blah blah you yeah. know that's not true but you know certainly from a musical standpoint you 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 would not see a band akin to fishbone on snl anytime soon if ever again and um and yeah, those those performances are definitely worth watching. I, I looked it up. The Them Bones cover is on YouTube, so check that out as well. Hmm. What you know? What, I'm trying to find this. Fishbone seems like a band that would have been on, and I can't think of the name of it. But I think they did it from the. It might have been Studio Eight H. It was like 80s, maybe into the 90s. It was sort of like more eclectic music oh man i can't remember what the name of it was though um i know like i think a night flight maybe like the pixies were on it at one point um chili peppers were on it i think it was maybe when uh i don't know if hillel slovak was still around they speak in night music night music i think it was called what's that song on mother's milk where they name check fishbone in the song Oh, it's uh, good time, good time boys. boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually oh, yeah. play a snippet of uh, Bone in the Boneyard. Yeah, exactly right. And they 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 name check Fishbone, Firehose, you know, a bunch of other. Um, who is that? That that little section of the snippets where they do Bone in the Boneyard. Who, what's the song where he goes? She's a white girl. That's X. Is it X? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. It's That's like she's a, she's a, that she's always a... that always cracks me up when I hear that. I just I, that song came up on shuffle for me uh, within the past couple of days. That always cracks me up, and I never knew where that song where that came yeah. from. That's um, I'm pretty sure that's X. The only other song I can think of that does that is "I'm the Man," where it's got the master <laughs> puppet snippet. Yeah. All right. Well. So is it Night Flight or Night? It was night, 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 night Music. music. Night, night Music. music. Called, Terrible yeah. name. Yeah, music. I, I think it was just more of a. It was more of just like a musicians, musician kind of a thing where they let these bands that had a cult following but weren't mainstream and. And it was an NBC thing or not? I think so. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. I'm looking it up. But like I'm an pretty, after Saturday Night Live thing or something. 
Uh, was maybe. it? Was it? Was that? Byron Allen the host of it? <laughs> <laughs> Music Unleashed. You know, Byron Allen has become a quite a successful individual. Oh, he's yeah, he's very David Sanborn. He's yeah, very wealthy. That, that, okay, I was going to ask if that was the Sanborn yes, it was show. Sanborn. Yeah, looked like it was only on for a couple of years, but they had uh, let's see, Sonic Youth, Slim Gaylord, uh, let's see, Thelonious Monk. Uh, well, clips of him. He wasn't around anymore. I was gonna say. Uh, I'm trying to see. Mar- that had to be pretty cool. Marcus though. Miller, not Mueller. I don't uh, have my glasses on. So was a, dr- a head drum solo. <laughs> drum solo with no sticks. It was Wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. A, I recommend uh, people checking out uh, some clips on there and just looking at the the musicians who were on it. It's it's pretty crazy. I'm. I'm checking it out right now all right well we will do that but we have business to attend to nick what all right hammond i got a question for you paul stanley wants to know he's gotta know what what is this 91 you said oh yeah <laughs> is sunless saturday a rock and roll boner classic as voted by the four boners on today's program. Hmm. Let's think about it. My vote's in. Chris's vote is in. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, Kevin's good. Ashford and Simpson were on it. Oh, wait. Oh. I got to be thinking of my vote. That's uh, solid as a rock. Yes, it was. Good stuff. Um... My vote's in. All right, my vote's in. What's the order, guys? Uh, I think Kevin should go first because we probably know how he's going to vote. I'll go second. Andy, Nick, or... Sure, sure, I'll go last if it makes it there. So, again, if it's your first time listening, where you been? But it has to be unanimous. It has to be rock and roll boner. In that order. So, Kevin, we turn it over to you to get this voting round started. All right. Rock. And roll boner. (laughs) And he got it! It's a rock in the bone! Can't deny the musicianship and oh, the energy yeah, yeah. and it's just yeah production. Pretty it's all on point. And yeah, yeah. As, as we're as we've alluded to, what what an underrated, underappreciated band. I mean, just uh, incredible stuff from them. And uh, you know, uh, certainly the first few albums uh, consistently good quality. So yeah, first four especially. If yeah. you're gonna go check them out. First four albums, amazing. Have you? Are you someone who's listened to everything they put out as it comes out over time? Of course. Yeah. What do you? Th- yeah. What do you think of their more recent stuff? Well, they haven't really put out anything in no? a while. Okay. Um, they've they've had a couple of EPs. Um, it's they've just been okay. They had a they did have an album with Rocky George on it. It was called uh, Still Stuck in My Throat, which was pretty good. Okay. That was probably the last decent 
album that they put out that I consider really good. How long ago was that? Hmm, has to be 2010, somewhere around there. Okay, so it's been a while. Hmm. I remember for some reason, I don't know why I remember this, no one else heard it but me, the uh, Ugly Kid Joe reunion EP, one of the songs featured Angelo Moore on hmm. vocals and horn. I forgot. I, I'm guessing it's a saxophone. I can't remember what it even sounds like, but I just remember thinking that was odd. That's weird. But cool. Yeah. Unexpected. 2006 is when that last one came out. Oh, okay. So, yeah. This would have been like a few years later. So they haven't done much. This, you said they've done some EPs since then, but that's They've had some EPs, some yeah. live stuff, but yeah. not a full length. Not a full length. Well, guys, if you disagree... We're sorry. That's just the fucking way it is. Deal with it. Call my school. <laughs> Tell them I'm dead. <laughs> or I died. That's what Nick's shirt says. Yeah. It says, yeah. call my school. Tell them Tell I them died. I died. It has Garfield on the beach That's with a surfboard. Andy got me this shirt. <laughs> so there you go. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Nick's favorite part of the show. Commercials. Yes, commercials. Ah, I love those commercials. They take me back. <laughs> those old-time commercials. Oh, man. I could listen to those all day. <laughs> but unfortunately, we've got more show. So let's keep it rolling. I don't get yards of questions. Motherfucker, I give them. Sing away. Uh, yes, chief. Yes. I forgot to sound the alarm for more yards. Have we gotten any more submissions? Um, we got one a couple days ago. I'm going to use this one. All right. I got to sound that alarm, though. We're, we're running low, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of unused ones, but they're a lot shit. of them are, well, either they're shit. Some are just flat out shit. Sorry, guys and gals. But a lot of them have repeat questions, which I get. You know, it's hard after doing so many to not ask some of the same questions, but it kind of ruins the whole yard when there's one, sometimes two questions that we've already been asked. I mean, you could cobble them together, but that takes some work, and no, yeah. who wants to do that? I might do that for the future, but hey, if you've got some questions on your mind, send them our well, way. And he wants to spend as little time as possible, because he's got nothing to sit on right now. Yeah. Exactly. I have a pinched nerve in his knee uh, in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask three yes or no questions. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Okay, so this week's Yardo questions comes to us from our pal Craig Bins. All right. What up, Craig? Hello, Craig. All right, Craig says, he gets right to it. Question one. Have any of you guys started listening to a new band through hearing a previously unheard song on your podcast I did with your Sticks Mr. Roboto show now loving their back catalog I don't know what he's talking about <laughs> did, we, did we do a <laughs> Mr. We did not <laughs> he's gotta be joking I don't know <laughs> whoops wrong podcast yeah 
I was thinking someone really nailed. Someone really knocked it out of the park with their yeah, yeah, Mr. Roboto yeah, episode. Yeah. Bins is uh, is taking too many blows to the head. I think <laughs> it simply didn't happen. <laughs> Although that wouldn't be a bad episode. No. I was thinking, man, I have no recollection of that. I don't think I'm at that I, point where I don't remember whole episodes. But maybe today's the day. I assumed it was real, and maybe it was <laughs> three years ago when I wasn't here. Oh well, it could have been. It could have been. Well, I, can, I can assure you that did not happen. Yeah. <laughs> but a very interesting question. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I mean, so. um, first, first one that comes to mind is uh, Crazy Horses by the Osmonds. Mm. So you, you you investigated more Osmonds from well, there, or I, you just like that song? I, that, whole, that album and the one after it, The Plan... I, I acquired and enjoyed. Oh, okay. So, right. yeah, I mean, I didn't go deep, but uh, yeah, I checked out a couple albums, liked it. There's more than a handful of songs I think are pretty great on those. All right, I'll uh, I'll go. Um, let me let me find it. Um, I'm I'm gonna skip uh, songs from February and well. Mainly Februarys, so those not to piss off our racist listeners out there. <laughs> they know who they are. They got all bent out of shape about the whole theme because they're fucking racists. So I'm just why again why I'm pandering them. I have no idea, but I'm going to. Uh, where the fuck is? Uh, uh, let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. I've got I've got several. If you need me to kill a little time, I I think you're gonna take one of mine. So let okay, me let me find this uh, first. Um, the fuck is it, man? <laughs> Damn. Tell you which Jeez, one it that... wasn't. It was the uh, Are you ready for Freddy? From no, the yeah. Hey, I, I, I like was... I like me some fat boys. That was not. Uh, that yeah. was an unfortunate representation of their yeah. catalog. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Hold on, I'm gonna find it in a second. Just give me a second. But I think I got two. Kevin's got two. Let's now, now, now. Okay, before you go, Kevin, though, you're gonna talk about what you've heard on our podcast or what you've heard on your show. No, on Pod of Thunder. Okay, <laughs> all right. There's two that I can call out right now. One being Streetheart. So I was, that's yes, the one I yes. was gonna fucking. That's what I was trying to find, uh, and I, I, I hate giving Jericho any credit. That, that's for sure. But uh, that that under my thumb cover was outstanding. Then you delve back into the catalog, all pretty quality stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I went and bought the uh, the live album. So if you haven't heard that, it's really really good. And, uh, you know, I, I don't give Jericho the credit. I think it's all for Daryl, really. Daryl gets the credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daryl's the Team Daryl, yes. Yeah, we're all sure. on it. Yeah. The second one that I have is more recent. Uh, I actually went out and bought Billy Ocean <laughs> after I heard them. <laughs> Not that I hadn't heard that song a million times, you know, or, or heard Billy Ocean a million times, but I had never bought any music. And after the episode, I'm, like, oh, I'm going to go buy that album. So Awesome. Chris, was that your one? 
Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm thinking that's the one. Like okay. I said, I, I I have others, but they're from February, and I don't want to anger the racists out there. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna oh say anything. My. It definitely is not Dropkick Murphys, though. I can assure you of that. Um, so yeah, what about you, Mister Roboto? I don't know what Bins is smoking, but uh, yeah, he's way off on that. <laughs> what do you got, Andy? Uh, I was gonna say Street Heart too. That was the one I was thinking of. Um, hmm, I don't know. I'll I, think of something. I liked um, the King's X uh, over my head. Yeah, I, I thought oh, that well, yeah. like that one I added to my playlist right away. But have you gone? Have you gotten really into a lot of their other stuff? That's, I guess not. That's what I'm interpreting this question yeah, is asking. I there guess. have been a lot of songs I hadn't heard before, but I don't know mm, if there's really been anything where I've been like, I need like five of these albums by this band. Not yet. Today might be the day. Well, hadn't yeah, heard that to, song. Yeah. You know what? Today's today's got a possibility of, uh, of that happening. Yeah. All right. Question two. Do any of you have any regrets about following a band when you were younger? I only listened to the Smiths through high school and missed out on loads of really awesome music through being a music snob. Hmm. So did your snobbery ever prevent you from being into something while it was current, I guess? Like, oh, that's bullshit. I don't I don't go for that. <laughs> and then later you realize, yeah, that's pretty good. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know that I ever was opposed to... If I liked it, I liked it, I think. I'm, I'm trying to think of a band that I didn't care for that I went back to and really appreciate now. Hmm. Kevin, you got anything? I mean, it seems to me that you, you pretty much like and or appreciate just about everything you hear is there anything that you ignored <laughs> back in the day but have since rediscovered and wish you were into it as it was happening i mean not so much that but i do remember that in, in high school when the uh delight had their single groove is in the mm. crotch when that came out groove is in the crotch that was oh that's not wrong i mean that's a true <laughs> statement as well <laughs> What the hell, man? You didn't, anyway, that was nice. What are they? What are they putting in the food at Caddyshack over there? This guy, damn, might have to go there my, after all. In, in all honesty, I I was in a band and we had a medley. And we called it "Groovin' in the Crotch," so that's where that rolled out from. But anyway, when that song "Groovin' in the Heart" was out, uh, I bought the single, but I, I wouldn't really play it except by myself in my truck. I wouldn't play it in front of my friends or anything because we were all like into metal and punk and things like that yeah that's, that's the only thing i can think of that i was kind of closeted with my delight yeah i i have more instances of bands that i liked but i can't even listen to now which is the opposite of this question yeah There's bands i wouldn't listen to but now i now i like i can't really think of i really can't think of any bands that i if i you know, if I liked them, I kind of denied it for some reason. Hmm. I'm afraid I'm coming up empty here. All right. Yeah, kind of similar to what uh, Kevin was saying, but I would say like the uh, 
like the Tur- Duran Durans of the world and the flock of seagulls and stuff. And, yeah, you know, it's like you didn't want to really let on that you appreciated it. But again, even even the flock of seagulls stuff, I mean, the musicianship and the songwriting were, were on point, you know, from a from a, uh, um, you know, uh, just quality standpoint it just happened to be you know straight up pop music but uh but any of those uh sort of early mtv uh bands that uh you know the chicks seem to like which is not a bad uh, not a bad thing you know you actually go to bands see bands that attract women it's kind of nice but uh <laughs> you know the uh, bands of that ilk i would say duran duran flock of seagulls stuff like that you know Question three. Everyone has a super group in their head, but if you could come up with the perfect festival, what band slash artists would you love to see? Mine starts with Alice Cooper, ACDC, Kiss, and the finale would be Queen because I turned down a chance to see them and they never toured again with Freddie. Take care, guys, and all the best from over here in the UK. Thank you, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Um, man, I want to say we had a question similar to this before. So we're talking a festival. Yeah, he gave a four-band example, so maybe we stick to that. And you can grab a band from any era, apparently. I guess if you're a wizard like Craig. <laughs> He's foretelling the Mr. Roboto episode yeah, is. that is yet to happen. <clears throat> um, <laughs> well, if we're talking a festival, I'm I'm putting CCR on there. Ooh. I can't think of a, a better band for just like a large outdoor festival. At Nick Fest? At Nick Fest. You have to have CCR on there. Um, see, I don't know that the bands would all necessarily go together. I guess they don't. I mean, Craig's oh, they did. Don't have to go together. Craig's did, but yeah. Um, Stanford Prison Experiment. <laughs> uh, um, Nick liked them, for the record. I did. A, I did. I loved Nick the, played uh, their. Was it a, I, it uh, was a it was a two sided it was a two song single that yeah. uh, a friend of ours caught at the Rage Against the Machine concert in ninety five or ninety six. Yeah. Some good stuff. I didn't it. care for it. That's why. Some I good stuff. It. By Nick that loved band. it. I did. Did you have the CD too or no? I ended up uh, buying a few of the CDs. Okay. Yeah. Good. Or yeah. or was the the single the two best that, songs? That particular album ended up being the best one for yeah, me yeah. but yeah no okay. stand and he <laughs> the singer between the songs just kept saying stanford prison experiment <laughs> for whatever reason that's well you that, remembered that was, it the that was stage the... banter was just the band names <laughs> <laughs> i kind of like that yeah to it, be which, is, which now that i think of it is pretty great yeah uh, uh send that my way that needs to go in an obscuria there you go okay yeah that would be a good one yeah got a couple couple good ones uh in mind um, I guess I'll just let's see. I'll, I'll go with uh, 
the original Blizzard of Oz with Daisley and Curse Lake. Uh, I'm gonna go CCR. <laughs> I know they don't really go together, but um, oh man, you know, for the heck of it, just because of the high energy aspect, I'm gonna go Fishbone. Hey. Just hopefully I'll be able to hear them a little bit better <laughs> this time. Angelo's got to turn his shit on. <laughs> that, maybe that was the problem. He was crowd surfing uh, all the way into the lawn seas. <laughs> I'll just go with. Uh, give me, and you know what? I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write a wrong. Well, not a wrong, but I'm gonna make a, an impossible situation happen. Something that couldn't happen in 1980. I'm gonna have the original Blizzard of Oz play, and I'm gonna have Slade play also instead of just having Slade. Uh, replace them at the Reading Fest. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have against Slade? Uh, it's all Naughty Holder's look. Kills everything for me. Just, he, look, he looks like a complete asshole. <laughs> you, you don't like mirror top hats? Not really, no. I don't like anything about that guy's look. I've told the story before, but I got this book of rock photography at the local head shop, and when I got to the Slade section, I turned the page, instantly saw him, and I'm like, I hate this guy. <laughs> and I don't care what they do or how good they are, I can't get past it. I'll never be able to get past it. Did you ever see uh, their first album? They were skinheads. Kind no, of, kind of against that. their will, right? That was the record yeah. company. Yeah, said, you guys are skinheads company. now. This is in. Totally different look. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I'll go to something somewhat. Did he glue mirrors to his scalp? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so I'm going to go with four bands that are somewhat that are kind of contemporary a couple of them two of them are touring together current we're going to be touring together uh in a few months and a, a couple of two of them had toured together already um but i'm going to go with uh rival sons which is still my favorite uh sort of current band out there um and uh Add Dirty Honey to the uh, mix because they're, they're, they're them and Rival Sons are actually going to be a tandem. Uh, I think over the summer, um, throw the Struts on there, who I've, I've actually uh, are both Jericho and our listener Kevin Jepson uh, encouraged me to listen to them, and I've been impressed with sort of the variety there you know hearkening back to a lot of the stuff we love about classic rock but it's got a new uh new vibe to it and then uh, uh mammoth v uh wvh uh wolfgang's band uh album is great heard great things about them in concert so that would be a, a good four band bill for me kevin yeah, so we did a, um, we had an episode last year, we called it Ghost Fest, and the, the idea was that we could resurrect some, some ah. bands that perhaps are no longer with us. And I think the lineup we had was pretty good, pretty solid, so I'll just mention a few, because we had eight songs, but I'll just mention a few. So we had Motorhead headlining, 
We had 24-7 Spies, so you get a little bit of funk in there. We have a newer all-female band from Sweden called Thunder Mother, who if you guys haven't heard Thunder Mother, they're amazing. We had Warrior Soul, which that, that's one that Chris knows, I believe. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those guys. And opening, I had a, a Detroit band called Seduce. No, Seduce was in, uh, was were they in uh, the Decline of Western Civilization Part 2? They were. Yeah, okay. Well, now I have to put Odin on my on my festival <laughs> lineup, so. Only if you wear an asshole's cap. Only if you Odin, Odin. Accent the wrong syllable like that guy did. The, was that the club owner? I forgot, but it was hilarious. That was Gazari. Gazari. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Odin. Odin. Was Odin like the Orny Adams of it the was. documentary? It was. Absolutely correct. <laughs> if you've seen. <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah, absolutely perfect uh, comparison there. Yeah. Kind of... Uh, Kind of the, uh, and I don't mean goat as in the modern uh, greatest of all time definition. I mean the old-fashioned. They were the goat of the of the documentary. Well, Chris Holmes kind of was too, but just kind of like the wreck that was kind of there being made fun of. You got the feeling. So it wasn't like these guys are going to make it. It was like these guys are probably not going to make it. Was, it was. I. It seemed like they were being. Yeah, it seemed like they the main reason they were there was to kind of show the worst of this scene. Yeah. Would you, Kevin, would you agree? Yeah, and I, I have a funny story. So the only time my band ever went to L.A. and we played the whiskey, uh, we were on the marquee, and then I look at the poster next, <laughs> next to our name, and it was The Return of Odin. <laughs> awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like you, guys, you guys made it just in time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody remembers where they were. <laughs> Odin return. And before we exit the episode, um, man, a shocking celebrity death earlier today as we record this. Yeah. One of our favorite comedians mr gilbert Gottfried, has passed away yeah that was a shame Shocking. to hear that 67 years old huh yeah and i was trying to look and see if he was ever in a music video because you know a lot of the a lot of in the 80s when you had to have a silly storyline or intro before the song started yeah you got to have a comedian or somebody he like would have been perfect for I, it. I, I was in a weird owl uh video apparently uh, third base. He was in the third base video. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, I looked at. I actually looked that up uh, as soon as I heard about it. And uh, yeah, it was third base and Weird Al were the ones that what came was, up. Do you There's remember not, the Weird Al one or no? No, I, I, they didn't really. They just showed his his segments from the video, so I couldn't really tell no. what something was. <laughs> I might be way off base, but is third base the Pop the Weasel? Yes. Pop goes the Weasel. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They had another uh, video, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, they had a few albums okay. out, apparently. Were they Canadian, third base? I don't think so. No? Maybe, I don't know. They were uh, uh, 
kind of dorks like your typical Canadians are, but uh, uh, I don't think so. I think they're probably your, like your typical uh, New York, yeah, American hip hop group. Because right. I, I would, I would have figured he would have been in at least like a Twisted Sister or Rat video at some point, but would have been good for it. Yeah, Queens, New York City for okay. third base. I'm on Wikipedia now. Also known as Three the Hard Way and Three Hard Dicks. Uh, (laughs) They've got my respect. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Isn't it amazing how terrible, how people name their band, people who end up achieving some level of success have the worst band names ever before they sign to the label sometimes? Yeah. Stone Temple Pilots being a prime example. Now, what was that name? Well, uh, it was, pretty. Well, well, it was Mighty Joe Young, oh, which right, wasn't yeah. too bad. But then uh, I won't even say the uh, <laughs> what STP originally stood for. Was that serious, or I, was that a joke? I, I, that's just, what I'd always heard. Just tell us what the ST stands for. Shirley Temples. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. What was That's Pearl a Gottfried-esque reference right mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah, Pearl Jam was... What were they? Mookie Blaylock. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad idea. Andy Andy, and I had a band called Leon Durham, but it didn't really take <laughs> off. Shirley Temple's You Know What sounds like a, a Gottfried bit, if you yeah, think about it. Yeah. Something he would dredge up and just would keep hammering away at it. Not stopping until everybody's offended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. That guy was that guy was great. No question about it. All right. Well, Kevin, thank you for joining us. Yeah, glad to have you on again and uh, talk about a song that's a little more uh, closer to your heart and everybody else's. So, uh, writing that wrong and. Uh, and now we just got to find that Uber driver and go kidnap Kendall, Kendall Jones again. All will be right with the world. Matthew is on his way. I just got confirmation. <laughs> Tell okay. him to bring me a new office chair <laughs> while he's at it. He's just going to pull the chair out of his car and bring it in here. <laughs> just throw it through the window. No armrests, yeah. please. I, I will send it back if it has armrests on. You're getting a well, Buick I, Skylark I, chair. I Sorry, I just want to thank you guys again for uh, for having me on, especially on Hot of Thunder Month. I mean, oh, yeah. well, I, I, I'm assuming you called everyone else, whoever has been on the show, and, and they just couldn't do it. But no way, you. no way. You were the first pick. Yeah, and you're the you're like I said, you're the person who I felt we've uh, un, un, uh, unnecessarily wronged in the past with that uh, subjecting you to what came out of the generator and not like pulling something else out that would have been more fun so you know given it's anniversary month we want to make amends and uh and set things straight and i uh, hope we did that tonight absolutely well thank you kevin can you remind our listeners where they can find you your band and your podcast yeah so the band is the swear and if you want to get any of our music just go to Bandcamp. the swear Um, what's that going to cost me it's going to be free. Oh! <laughs> oh, yeah, man. you can stream it there. You, you our, office chairs avail- our office chair is available for digital download. 
Do we have a branded swear office chair? Oh, that's yeah, good. Uh, maybe I can 3D print a new <laughs> office chair. Would work. And he'll break it oh, the next time he's over here. Yeah. And you could also, you know, you can stream it anywhere, Spotify, whatever you use. Um, and then in Obscuria Podcast, we again, we come out every week and... Um, you never know what we're going to cover. It could be anything in the spectrum of rock and punk and metal. So it could be anything from Japanese visual K to bubblegum glam from the 70s. So all over the place. Yeah, quality show. Yeah. If you haven't uh, listened to it, check it out. If you're tired of the same old, same old, uh, you know, you're, there's there's it, at least half of what they have on every episode is a... Uh, is a new discovery and something of, of high quality. So go check it out. You're doing the Lord's work, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. And kudos to an individual and, and his partner who, who go into it with the attitude of, uh, we're going to put, we're going to do a podcast about stuff that hardly anybody else has heard of before. It's, it's not, it's not, not, not what you would necessarily call a ref, recipe for success, basically. If you want to get into podcasting and hit a home run, come out with a true crime podcast. Apparently, that's all you got to do. Some sort of true crime, and you'll, you'll, you'll be able to stage a live set at the fucking Red Rocks Amphitheater or something. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, credit to these guys for doing something that that, that they really believe in, and uh, and you know, quite quite frankly and quite seriously, sharing their vast musical knowledge with the rest of us uh, Neanderthals who only uh, know of what's been force-fed us by uh, radio and TV. So. Well, and let's be completely fair to my co-host. Now, Robert, all he does is just show up and react to whatever I bring to him. So. Oh, he's got the, he's got the uh, what was it, Dirty Warren? Dirty Walt. <laughs> yeah, he's got that job of your podcast. <laughs> no, but it, that's part of the beauty of the show, too, is that he never knows that's what cool. I'm going to bring up. Yeah. So he, it's a true reaction that we get. That's cool. Yeah, that's well, that's all part of the what makes it uh, genuine and, you know, it's, like you know it's not rehearsed and you know he's not faking that he doesn't know any of this stuff and you know to me that's what makes a good pod podcast if it's genuine so all right well thank you again kevin thank you for listening submit a yardo questions on potofthunder.com add some songs to the listener submission list because i think we'll be back there next week and you know what month it is long.